the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Prince Ali, a song from Aladdin. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. Thank you for choosing 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Bria Katz and I am your host for today. So coming up on Hi Kids today, I will be interviewing Tanya Ruiz and Serena Mantle. They are pharmacists. So just stay tuned to 101.9 Hi FM to find out more about medicine. Get ready for a very exciting show on Hi Kids today. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Bria Katz and I'm 12 years old. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. So, first of all, what is a pharmacist? A pharmacist is a person that's professionally qualified to prepare or make medication and then to sell that to customers. So, what what are the other what are the duties of a pharmacist? Do they just have to hand out medicine? So we we make sure that there's a supply chain of medication. We make sure that there's medication in the pharmacies. We also ensure that a pharmacy premises is suitable for the selling of medication. And then we advise on the effective and safe use of medication to all customers. So you actually have to have a background in medicine? Definitely, yes. How long does it take to become a pharmacist? If you have to have a background in medicine and you have to learn how to take something off the shelf and hand it over the counter? I'm just joking. So <laughs> we study for four years at a university that, that um, offers the course. And then we do a year of internship, which is basically a practical year. Then we do another year of community service where we work in, in a government institution and thereafter you are then a qualified pharmacist. So six years in total to qualify. Oh wow, that's quite a bit. Mm. And do you have to, is there like a, can you get like a PhD in pharmacistry, whatever you call it? Yes, you can. Um, if you further your studies, you, you can do a doctorate in pharmaceutics or in any of the other fields of pharmaceutical sciences. And would that help you get a better position as a pharmacist? Not necessarily. It really depends on what you want to do later on. If you want to go into manufacturing, into in retail, you really just need to do your four years degree. So what is retail? Just giving people medicines? Retail is your normal pharmacy where you go, either your pharmacy in the corner or your big corporate pharmacies where you just buy your everyday drugs from. That's your retail pharmacies. And is there like a pharmacy in every city so you can have access to medicine anyway? Yes, they should, they should be. Yes. Hopefully. We, we hope so. <laughs> well, there's probably more than one in, in most, in most towns or cities. Well, otherwise they'll just like drive to a neighboring city. If it's a very small city, then maybe they won't have a pharmacy. Yes. Or hospital. But hopefully they will. Yeah. <laughs> yes, hopefully they will. My teacher was telling me that some places in Israel don't have, don't have hospitals. So they have to drive down from one city. Like if they have, in their, if they're in labor, they have to drive from one city mm-hmm. to the closest city with a hospital. Sure. Sure. Luckily there's also courier pharmacies, um, where you can actually arrange with that pharmacy for your medication and they can deliver that for you. So we often with our courier pharmacy actually deliver to the smaller towns where it's too far to, to drive for the medication. So there's that option as well. That's very useful. Delivery is always useful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and do, do they have to pay extra for the delivery? 
There's normally not a delivery charge if you go through the courier pharmacies, and even in most retail stores, we don't charge. It. It's a service that we that we give. That's quite nice of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, what pharmacy do you work at, both of you? Uh, we both work at the the Diskem head office, um, where we are regional pharmacists for different regions, one in the West Rand and one in the East Rand. So you basically manage most of the pharmacies? We oversee the, the daily workings of all the different pharmacies in, in our areas, yeah. Okay, and do different medicines have to be packaged in different ways, especially if they're being couriered to some place two kilometers away? Yes, uh, medications have to be packaged differently. Um, all the different medications have different properties. And they interact different with the environment. So some medications are sensitive to light, some are sensitive to oxygen, some are sensitive to water, heat, cold, um, and and then they need to be packaged accordingly to to protect the medication from all of those environmental factors. Um, packaging also helps with identification of medication, um, and it helps to maintain the shelf life of that specific product. So it definitely has to have a very clear label of what it is. Yes. Huh. Yeah. It it helps us. And also then you don't have to go running around trying to figure out what medicine is in the box. You can just see. Yes. As a pharmacist. Yes, definitely, yeah. And so what are the diff- – what are um, – are pharmacists like actually involved in making the medicine or did they just hand it over the counter? Um, no, pharmacists are involved in making it, and it is part of all training of all pharmacists. So in a retail store where you would typically buy your medication from monthly, or um, there we, we do what we call compounding, so we mix certain creams and things together. And then if you go into manufacturing or into production, then you will be involved in physically making the tablets or the suppositories or the different forms of medication. Would you have to have a PhD in... In, in, as a pharmacist to have to do that, to have no. to actually make the medicines? Mm-mm. No, you don't. Um, it's part of the normal four-year B-Farm degree. So any pharmacists um, are, are fully trained to, to make medication as well. Okay. And so there are lots of different medicines that have different strengths, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens if there's a medicine that someone can just go and take, but it's, they might not need it, so then it can do something bad to them? So how, how do you stop that from happening? Well, patients should only take medication as prescribed and they should always, they should never take any other person's medication. Um, they, they should carefully read and if they're not sure, they must take the medication to their closest pharmacy and ask their pharmacist for advice and if this is still a viable medication or, and if they should be taking this or not. So what does prescribed mean? So prescribe is basically um, the authorization of medication for use of illness. So in other words, it will be a doctor that will write a letter or prescription to say that a certain medication may be used for, for that illness. And it's, it must always be to a specific person. And that's then the letter that comes to the pharmacy for us to dispense or to sell that medication to you. Oh, so you can't get a medicine you don't need. No. You need to have a doctor's letter. You need to have a doctor's letter if it's if it's um, over a certain schedule. You need to have a doctor's letter to use it. Yes. 
And are there, is there any medicines you don't have to have a doctor's letter for? You can just take it off the shelf like yes. Yeah, well, there is what we call self-medication or OTC, over-the-counter medication. That's normally Schedule zero ones and 2s, and those my um, pharmacists may sell that without a prescription from the doctor. And can a pharmacist themselves prescribe the medicine? Um, no, under normal circumstances, a pharmacist may not prescribe any medication, but some pharmacists complete an additional qualification, and then they are registered as PCDT pharmacist, which is, called, is primary care drug therapy pharmacist. Um, in these cases, the National Department of Health will issue a permit to that pharmacist, and they are allowed within this limited scope of practice to prescribe some medications that are listed on the essential drug list of South Africa. Okay, so you have to have a certain prescription. I mean, a certain a, a, degree. A certain permit, yeah. It's, it's an additional qualification. It's not an additional degree, but a normal, any, any pharmacist can do that additional qualification. So it's basically becoming a mini doctor, if you want it, like a lesser doctor. Yes, that is correct. So would they have to assess the patient to see what medication? They have to assess the patients. Um, it's usually only in primary care. So in more of your state hospitals, um, where these pharmacists will work and they are only allowed to prescribe on the essential drug list. So that's a very, very short list of medications available in South Africa. It's not the, the big 12,000 lines that we keep in a normal pharmacy. And let's say you're a pharmacist who can't prescribe medicine and you get a prescription that doesn't seem right to you. Do you have to check it? Yes, we always check for any interactions. We have to, if if a prescription doesn't look right or the strength is not right, we have to double-check those prescriptions with the doctor to make sure that we are giving the correct thing to the patient and not to endanger the patient in any way. So you have to know symptoms and signs of a of an illness well so yes. in order to be able to do that. Yes, and we need to know the, the interactions between different medications. Um, so that a patient doesn't take something that yeah, could, so could, could, harm, could them. harm them. So some medications, if you if you use two types of medication together, they, the side effects can worsen or um, they potentiate each other. So we need to know that so that if a doctor maybe prescribe it as such, we need to phone the doctor and clear it and, and maybe give advice as to what, what else to rather prescribe. And so we work very closely with the doctors to make sure that patients are always treated um, safely. So you actually need to know quite a lot. It's not just taking a medicine and handing it over the counter. No, it's not definitely not. <laughs> it's much more than that, yes. I mean, that's what it seems it is, but yeah. no, I'm definitely learning a lot today. <laughs> and um, are pharmacists allowed to give other medical advice? Let's say they're not allowed to prescribe medicine. Are they allowed to, like, say... Let's say the over-the-counter medicines, so the medicines that you can get without a doctor's prescription, mm -hmm. are they allowed to give advice? Oh, I think this one will be good for you because you're this age and dot, 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 dot. Absolutely, yeah. So we can help to recognize um, common illnesses. So that would typically be something like cold and flu or sinusitis. We can then advise on the on the appropriate over-the-counter medication that, that a customer can use. And then, of course, if we if we are unsure, then we will advise the doc um, the patient to rather go and see the doctor and get medical advice from the doctor. 
if you're not sure, definitely be rather safe than sorry. Absolutely. Because someone's life could be at risk. Correct. Not something you take very lightly. Mm. And does a pharmacist need to have any type of first aid experience? Yes, pharmacists do have um, the basic level one first aid course um, forms part of basically all the the pharmacy degrees curriculum um, in South Africa at the moment. So we we usually level one, but uh, we can go further should we wish to, and then the pharmacist just needs to update that every three years to make sure that their training is up to date. So... What is like, what is first level and second level and how many levels do you get of first aid? So you, you do get, um, I think three or four levels. Yeah, I think there's three or four. But your emergency personnel that, that drives the, the ambulance, the ambulances, they are obviously the highest level and then just basic, basic first aid, um, is, is the level one. Just to treat that very basic emergency situation in the pharmacy. So you basically learn the emergency situations where you can't rush a person to a doctor, like there's no time to do that. Yeah, so just to give the oxygen, to do a, a few basic tests, um, if a person gets an epileptic fit, what to do in that sort of situation, just yeah, the basic level. The blood, blood pressure, sugar, and basically have all, all the vital information that when the paramedics arrive on the scene that we can already supply them with that information, and they can take over treatment. So you mentioned an epileptic fit or something like that. What is an epileptic fit? It's 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 basically a condition where people, um, it's like a brain seizure. So um, they lost consciousness. There's these different levels of of epileptic fit, but that's typically something that that can happen. In store, so we, so our first aid training is really just to make the the patient comfortable and to um, have the vitals ready for for the other people to take over from us. Oh, that doesn't sound like a very nice experience. <laughs> no, it's not. So talking about seizures, what seizures? Mm-hmm. What is a seizure? Um, it, it's a whole medical explanation of it, um, but we can maybe explain it to you a bit later. Because it's, it's quite a long explanation and these different types. Quite a long explanation. Okay, so maybe after the song break, okay. we'll talk about that. Sure. So, let's take a song. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids, 4 Kids, Bar Kids. My name is Berea Cat and I'm 12 years old. Now, let's carry on with the questions. What is the difference between medicine and drugs? So, Bria, that's a very overlapping term. Um, usually the purpose for any medication is to prevent or to cure a symptom or a disease. Um, medication is designed to have a positive medical effect on a patient. So a drug, on the other hand, could have a positive or a negative effect. So in short, um, all medicines are drugs, but not all drugs are medicines. So... Drugs is also alcohol, from what I understand, and that kind, of, yeah, that kind of category as well. Alcohol can be a drug. Um, in South Africa, things like marijuana, heroin, um, morphine, 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 they are very high scheduled drugs or medicines in South Africa. So they have a Schedule Seven status, mm. which is a illegal status that a pharmacy can't sell those medications necessarily. 
So it's a medicine that can actually do you harm. Yes. So more harm than good. Definitely. And there's no other cure for those sicknesses that those medicines can cure. Or are they like alternative medicines? So I think what's important to know is that so it's, it's normally classes of medicine. So some painkillers, if it's prescribed to our doctor and it's used responsibly for to treat an illness or, or to treat the pain, then it's a good thing to use. But it is um, also habit forming. So if you start overusing that or start buying it illegally, then it becomes a drug. So it's normally your painkillers and your calming medication that falls into into that class where it can go to both sides. That's quite interesting. And so you were talking about painkillers. Do painkillers actually cure you or do they just reduce the pain? So pain is a symptom of the body that something is wrong. That's why you're feeling pain. So most painkillers block that that transmission in the brain that, that you are feeling pain so that the body can recover from, from what's causing the pain. So, no, it's not a, a cure, but it helps with the pain until we've, we can sort out the original um, reason that, that your body is experiencing pain. So it basically makes, makes you more comfortable while you are being cured? Correct. So yes. you will probably have painkillers as well as medicines that actually cure you? Correct, yeah. So you will typically have antibiotic maybe if you have a bacterial infection and you will also have a painkiller to, to treat your headache until the antibiotic could could kill all the bacteria. So what is bacterial and viral? What's the difference between them? Um, a virus is um, airborne um, and the, the most important part to know is that, well, bacteria... Antibiotics can only cure bacteria. So if you have a viral infection, um, antibiotics won't necessarily, well, won't help for that. So typically, if you have flu, may, mostly it is, it's a viral infection and you don't really need antibiotics. You need to take your vitamins and treat the symptoms and have some bed rest. So that's by the, the difference between the two. Bacterial infection will be like when you cut your foot. If you step on a piece of glass, that will more likely be a bacterial infection and you will need antibiotics for that. So the antibiotics kills the germs? That's correct, yeah. Is, is a virus still a germ that it is, ju- is just cured in a different way? That's correct, yeah. They're both germs, but... And a virus normally can't be killed. <laughs> it just goes into remission rather than being killed off completely. That's why also a, a, there's no medications that can kill a virus. It, it only limits it up, up until a certain point that it's not active anymore. So sometimes when you have a fever blister, that is a viral infection, but you don't always have fever blisters. Just sometimes when your immune system is down or you're cold or you've been in the sun for quite a while, then your, your body's immune system goes down and then you've, you develop the fever blister again because now the virus is active. So where do you get fever blisters? Around your lips? Well, you can get them around your lips, um, inside your mouth, inside as well. your mouth. Yeah, that must be quite painful. Mm-hmm. So, since it can't get killed off completely, will you keep on getting them and then getting cured and getting them and getting cured? Yeah, you only you only limit the the virus up until a certain point. So you you only want the virus to be in remission as long as possible and just keep it there. That's why it's very important to take your vitamins and minerals to keep those. Yeah. Viruses at bay. Yes, and to boost your immune system, yeah. 
but then it will probably pop up again at some point. Unfortunately. That's the sad part. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like so fun, so much fun. And so you have medicines, but then sometimes medicines can do something else to you that make you feel like they can make you drowsy. So these are side effects, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So what are the some some of the side effects you can get? Sure. Well, the side effect is an unwanted symptom of a medication. Um, it it can vary between a lot of things. Some some side effects are very mild, so you might experience a headache. You might experience some nausea, mm. um, where other medications, when you have a side effect, it can be life-threatening. Mm. If you are allergic to penicillin and you don't know it, and you take the, medica- the, the penicillin, you can have a very, very severe reaction that can even cause death if not treated in yeah. time. Is penicillin one of the drugs or medicines that you mentioned that are illegal? No, penicillin is an antibiotic um, used for various different um, bacterial, bacterial infections. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was one of those ones you mentioned that are illegal. Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry, my <I> hearing. <laughs> <laughs> and what is a generic medicine? So generic medicine is... It's a copy of a brand name medication. Um, it has exactly the same active ingredient. It has the same dose. It's made same quality as the brand name medication. It's just a little bit cheaper than the brand name. So what actually makes it cheaper? Just that it's a, that's not, there's not a brand. It's just a. So the brand name company do all the research and development of all these new products and it's very, very expensive. Um, to do the research and development of a new drug. So the generic company then, um, brand name medication usually has a patent for a couple of years, but then as soon as the patent expires, then the, the generic company can just take basically the recipe and the recipe. bake the same cake for a lot cheaper without all the research and development. Oh, so that's what makes it cheaper because they don't have to put in that whole research all the research going into it and do all the clinical trials on patients on animals on yeah all of the different things that they need to test before it's safe for human consumption so so when you pay for medicine part of what you're paying for is actually the research that went into that medicine yes yes do they constantly have to do research on the medicines because you're constantly paying that paying that little bit for the research of the medicine Yes, and it's also very important that we constantly research medicine and find new medications. Um, you know, so if we, if we don't consistently research and find better ways, um, of making medication or better medication with less side effects that's maybe a little bit stronger, then, um, yeah, it, it, it will just be beneficial if we continue researching and getting better medication on the market. Definitely. And what is over-the-counter medicine? Over-the-counter medication is medication that you can purchase in a pharmacy without a prescription from a doctor. So would the pharmacist have to know ha- know all those different medicines so they can advise people which one to take? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We, we need a, a, a great deal of product knowledge, and we also need to know what sort of questions to ask the customer to make sure that you understand what exactly is wrong and then to advise the best medication so in most cases, a lot of people will first come to the pharmacy to get self-medication um, before they consult with a doctor. So we can actually treat a lot of 
common illnesses very effectively with, with over-the-counter medication. So it sounds like quite a lot to learn. And I think we mentioned this before, but how long does it take you to learn how to become a pharmacist? So it's a four-year full-time degree, and there's eight or nine accredited um, universities that, that offer pharmacy as a degree. And then you have to do one-year internship after your four years of study, and you do one year of community service, and only then you register as a pharmacist. It's one year less than a doctor. So it's basically six years. Six years. And it's only one year less than a doctor. So you are a little bit of a doctor, actually. We have a lot of med- medicinal knowledge and the chemistry of how to make it and, and how it reacts in the body. Yeah. We have a lot more pharmacology experience than, than the doctors, mm. but uh, we all specialize in our own field. Definitely. You need pharmacists and doctors and specialists and surgeons to make the medical world run smoothly. Absolutely, and the better we all work together, together, the better the result for the for the patient. So, what made you decide to become a pharmacist? Like, what attracted you to that job? Well, I think it's where science and people meet for me. So, I've always enjoyed science, and I love working with people. So, it was the degree where I could study science, but also at and work with people on a daily basis. And you? I just wanted to help people. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Make a difference in someone's life. Yeah, that's very nice. It's nice to be able to know that you helped with someone and you made a difference in their life. Mm. It can be a very small difference, like curing a little flu, or sometimes it can be a very big difference. Absolutely, yeah. And sometimes it's just a smile if somebody has a bad day. That also makes a difference to that person's life in that day. Yeah. So you say that's your favorite part of the job, being able to help people and give to people. Yes, mm, definitely. Yeah, and just giving advice, hearing how people are doing and, you know, knowing that... It's it's very re- rewarding when someone comes back and telling you whatever you told me helped and I'm feeling better and mm. I don't have X or Y condition anymore. That is very, very rewarding. I'm sure. Is there anything you don't like about your job? Hmm. No. no. <laughs> I, I love I, it. I, yeah, I can't see myself doing anything else. Um, I really do enjoy it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's different every day and it's interaction, interacting with, with customers the whole day. So yes, nothing I don't enjoy. Uh, the only thing I would think you might have said is that sometimes there's people who you can't cure. So they have a problem that hasn't been, there hasn't been a cure discovered for them yet. Yeah. So I, Maybe that's more of a doctor's perspective. Yeah, I think it's true. You, there is some patients that unfortunately you can't help or that's got a terminal diagnosis mm. and you live and you breathe with them and you, and you, you make it as comfortable for them up until the end. And that's rewarding yeah. in a, in a different way. It's still definitely a very satisfying job. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So how long have you been working at a pharma- as a pharmacist? Um, we actually studied together. Yes, at oh, really? <laughs> yes, that's quite cool. So we've we, been qualified 14 years. 14 now. years yes. that we've been qualified. Yeah. Wow, that's quite a long time. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. And is there any age that you, can, you have to stop working as a pharmacist? Because as a doctor, I'm not sure what age it is, but at a certain age you have to stop working. 
I'm I, talking under correction, but I think labor law in South Africa says that 65 years old is the normal retirement age. Um, but it depends from company to company um, whether in, in our company, that is definitely not the retirement yes. age for pharmacists. It's a scarce skills in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So we have pharmacists... Um, that works well. More than 80 years old. That's still, and, and it's so nice for them to still be working with us because they have all the knowledge and, and we, we need to get that knowledge for the younger generation from them. Yeah, definitely. As you get older, you get more wisdom and understanding and more experience. Absolutely. And you learn from experience and you can tell that experience over to people so they can learn from your experience. Exactly. And that's why we, we love our, our golden oldies. <laughs> <laughs> And what pharmacy do you work at? So um, we we are at head office, and I take care of the East Rand. So that will, for instance, be stores like Disc in Park Meadows or Disc in Boxburg North. Um, but we all take care of different regions that that we oversee and give support to. So you both basically, from what I understand, you both basically oversee and make sure everything's running smoothly. Correct. So yes. do you do you have to go and visit? Pharmacies around the country. Yes, yes. So we go daily to different pharmacies, and we meet with the staff, and we meet with the dispensary manager, and we assist where we need it. Um, we and also give, give need to, to check that all the legal aspects of pharmacy right. are are being adhered to. That that nothing leaves the pharmacy without a prescription. That our premises are up to standard. There's there's quite a bit of of things that we look at on a daily basis in the stores. So do you have to travel far to get to some pharmacies? Well, yes, we 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 a team of regional managers, so we try and group the stores as close as possible to to where we stay. But in some cases, we do need to fly or, or take quite a long drive to go to some of our stores. But in general, we try and keep it as close as possible to where we stay. Oh, so the, you'll you'll have different people for different. So, uh, for different areas. That's yes. it. Yes. Oh, I see. So you don't really have to travel far. No, we don't travel in general too far. No. Okay, so I think we have a call on the line. So, um, yeah. Anyways, it's been very interesting to talk to you and lo- learn more about this, the medicine and pharmacy. It's very interesting what you do. I always thought that a pharmacist was just someone who looked at the right medicine from the script and handed it over the counter, but it's way more than that. Is there anything else that you can tell us about pharmacy that you think we we would find interesting? Like, um, I don't know, maybe an interesting experience or something that you love, something that makes you wake up every day and get out of bed to to go to your job? Well, I think... I think just just being able to to go to work and to deal with with different people um I think one of the more rewarding things for me at the moment is is the training that that we do at at this game with all our staff um so it's very rewarding to work with people and to help them to develop a skill and then to see how they how they actually use it daily so for instance working um, getting product knowledge of self-medication. We do a lot of training to make sure that all our pharmacists and all our assistants know exactly how the products work. And um, just going into the stores and seeing the good advice that's then being given to our customers, I, I find that very rewarding. That sounds very rewarding. 
So thank you so much for giving us such a overview of the medicine, and I'm sure there's a lot more intricate details that we haven't covered. Thank you so much to my guests, Serena Mantle and Tanya Ruas. Okay, good. And my producer, Mandy and Craig, for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Kids show, only on 101.9 Chai FM. This has been Kids for Kids. Bye, kids!